0: Last week on Let's Talk Supply Chain, we brought you an episode of my live show, Thoughts and Coffee. I was joined by Brad from Emerge to talk all about the best-kept secret for vendor relationships. We had such a great time. And as you know, on my weekly live stream show, we talk a little bit about leadership. We talk about our poll of the week. And we share articles that are relevant to exactly what's happening in supply chain at the moment. And Brad was an amazing guest. And it was a really great e- episode. And we're having so much fun sharing all of our exclusive live show content with you on Let's Talk Supply Chain. So I really hope that you joined enjoyed the episode. But if you missed it, you can catch up over on Let's Talk Supply Chain.com or on our YouTube channel because Thoughts and Coffee also has its own playlist so you can catch up on all the episodes there or anywhere else that you subscribe to the show for the podcast. It was episode 269. And now a word from our sponsor. It's time to take control over your supply chain with Cavallo. Cavallo is a distribution management solutions provider founded by an experienced distributor who spent two decades perfecting and optimizing Cavallo's high-powered user-friendly software. Cavallo offers the ability to have complete control of your process with automated workflows that offer business rules and alert logic that will streamline your distribution operations. Leverage Cavallo's state-of-the-art business intelligent platform that provides real-time intelligence of your customers' orders, alerting you if they are out of compliance or even better, bringing awareness to areas in your business that are driving exceptional value. With a data-driven approach to supply chain management, Cavallo enables a network of cloud on-prem and integrated solutions that offer a path to excellence no matter where you are in your technical journey. For more information on how to accelerate growth with Cavallo's business intelligent platform and its game-changing distribution management software, visit Cavallo, C-A-V-A-L-L-O.com today. Hello, and welcome back to Let's Talk Supply Chain. Today, I'm excited to welcome a Six Sigma certified supply chain manager and circular economy enthusiast to our Woman in Supply Chain series. Plus, she's a really, really good friend of mine. Any idea who it is? Well, I'll let you know after our poll of the week. So we asked you to create a great webinar. What topics are you interested in? we had 506 votes and 43% of you said visibility in supply chain. 35% of you said supply chain sustainability. 20% of you said digital AI and machine learning. 2% of you said other. So let's see what you said for other Tim Perkins, blockchain and smart contracts within supply chain. Is it being used today? James, supply chain resilience following global issues. Daniel, Daniel, government audit. Eric Bodelson, if you do supply chain sustainability, I know my boss or I would love to talk on the subject. Sam says procurement process may be too broad or how decisions are made to buy from A versus B. Terry, I'm interested in topics around improving carbon footprint of supply chain strategies. Adrian. Deflation, uh, stale green lights, stale red lights. So green lights is cost little to improve, red lights cost little to improve. Intermodal containers sc- scaled up and down. Morgan says, circular supply chains. Jenny, I would be very interested in how we could contribute to a webinar on visibility within supply chain processes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much to everybody who weighed in on the question of or our poll of the week. We do it every single Wednesday morning and we love to hear from our community. We want to get you involved in our content and we want to know what you want to hear more about. So, Come back every Wednesday morning to see what our poll is all about. So n- now back to today's podcast and the wonderful woman in supply chain I have with me today is Shneha Kumari. Born in India, Shneha achieved a degree in electronics and instrumentation and worked as a software engineer before moving to the U.S. and eventually pivoting to the complex world of supply chain where she gained extensive experience in demand planning and operations. Passionate about customer experience and delivering quality products while reducing cost, Schneeha is always on the lookout for new ideas and innovations in the industry. Today, Shniha will be talking to us about her career so far, her passion for supply chain, increasing the visibility of women in color in the industry, and why we should all be transitioning to a circular economy. Plus, she'll be sharing her experiences as a woman in supply chain, as well as her words of advice for all the women following in her footsteps. And as always, we would not be able to have this series without our sponsor, This Woman in Supply Chain feature was made possible by our sponsor, Emerge. As a company focused on empowering and growing meaningful supply chain relationships, Emerge is proud to sponsor Woman in Supply Chain. Through its freight procurement platform, Emerge offers solutions that enhance the spot and contract procurement process, enabling shippers and carriers to make more strategic decisions. Visit them at EmergeMarket.com. So welcome to the show, Shniha.
1: Hey, Sarah, I am so, so excited to be on this side. I have been like literally my journey with you and Let's Talk Supply Chain started with watching these series. And I've been seeing, I've, been, I've seen like countless women leaders talking supply chain, their journeys. Uh, it's been inspirational. And just being on this side, man, I am so like I feel great so thank you thank you thank you so much for having me today
0: That makes me feel so happy. And honestly, I feel like everything happens for a reason. But I feel like this is a long time coming. Um, You joined us on the panel of Blended back in September last year when we were talking all about immigration and identity. And you were a fascinating guest. And I've always loved watching you um, on the digital stage, you know, sharing your supply chain knowledge in a variety of ways variety of different ways on a variety of different platforms. And you and I have created a bond and a friendship that I really do treasure. And so I'm really looking forward to putting the spotlight completely on you and finding out much more about your story and your incredible career. So let's just dive in and get started. As always on this show, let's take it back to the beginning. You're originally from India. What was your experience like growing up there and how and why did you move to the U.S.?
1: Sure. Um, it's nice, you know, because you take me back there, and there's, there's so many memories that like literally spring back. Uh, but I grew up in a small town in India. Um, and uh, it's called it and it's called it's famous for the Tatas. Have you heard of the Tata brand? Mm-hmm. Um, it's like very. They have. They are the biggest steel manufacturer. Okay. and so that city is actually called the tarda Steel City it's like it's kind of branded as that as a steel city so I grew up in Steel City and I still like you know um, again I talk a lot about manufacturing so I'll touch a little bit that you know I, I still have a vivid memory of when I actually visited that the whole steel manufacturing plant and back then like it's too like I was, I was super young and I was like, just as a school project or something, they took us to a tour and I still remember how the change and how that process, manufa- you know, like just uh, amazed me. And I was sitting in a, in the control room because you really cannot go out on the floor and watch because it's a very heavy manufacturing uh, facility. But I would say that back then I had no idea I would end up doing supply chain in and manu- in manufacturing. But anyways, so growing up, um, you know, um, my mom is still a teacher she still runs a school and my dad uh, actually worked in a government uh, company so really like nothing related to supply chain I guarantee you no one knew what supply chain was I didn't right. know what supply chain was uh, but um, yeah I mean but um, what I did learn from my parents were you know their perseverance and you know we coming from small, small town with bigger dreams and making sure that uh, we got the education that we needed and uh, of course I did my engineering in India I got my degree in electronics and instrumentation and um, yeah I mean I would say that it was uh, parents were were a big influence for both me and my brother my younger brother's journey and um, you know I'm super thankful and grateful for that uh, and, um, of course, I am in the U.S. right now, but I do miss my childhood memories way back yeah. going, uh, in India. Why, why did you move to the U.S.? Uh, well, thanks to my husband for uh, making me move to the U.S., but... <laughs> but I have to say like for work I had visited like and lived in Europe for some time so I was in Sweden and then I traveled across Europe which is so unlike me because honestly like to everyone listening out there I am not an extrovert I take time okay so um uh and so I had visited other countries I've lived in for a few months like a month or two in China and Shenzhen too so going out wasn't a super uh overwhelming experience but I didn't really imagine that outcome in the U.S. I had never come to the U.S. before. My husband did his MBA here. I met him online and um, uh, yeah. And uh, um, well, of course, through my brother and all, you know, uh, with through family. Uh, But Um, Yeah, I mean, so he was here. He had some great things to say. I wanted to do my MBA. I knew that uh, forever. And he had some great things to talk about the universities here. So that's how I ended up here. I did my MBA here. And then, of course, I am in love with California and United States. And I definitely want to, uh, you know, now with my kids here, we want to, you know. Yeah. An well, hour.
0: and we we owe a lot to him cuz we're glad that you're here too cuz if he hadn't brought you to the US, we never would have met. So, Absolutely. You, you just talked about having a degree in electronics and instrumentation and worked as a software engineer for a number of years before starting to pivot. Were you always interested in technology? I mean, unfortunately, it's also still a very male-dominated industry. So, what was your experience like as a woman doing your degree and then being in the workplace in those first few years of your career?
1: Wow. Um, so much to share, but I have to say, so, uh, you know, titles are a little uh, misleading, I would say. So I did my engineering in electronics and instrumentation. And so when I joined uh, Honeywell, that was like, that's where I interned. And then I, of course, continued to work for them was pretty much, I started in quality. So I was doing a, like a test engineer. And oh, then, what cool. we, yeah. And what we did was, and what I'm glad that I did was um kind of apply and see what I studied. So it's, you know, instrumentation is about PLCs, closed loop processes, input, output, how you're, like, it's all about communication and and all of that. And how do sensors, server, client talk to each other? And that's exactly what I was doing. And when I was in Honeywell, we were looking, um, they have a huge... SCADA system, which is so, like, uh, I'm sure you, you know, but I'm not sure if everyone else knows it's supervisory control and for data acquisition system, okay. where uh, it's a system that's installed for bigger say oil and gas companies where they sit in the control rooms and see what's going on along uh, in their entire manufacturing wow. uh, lines. Mm-hmm. And so what, what I did was actually behind the scenes work on their HMI, so human machine interface builder, and then literally configure those sensors and servers and see the communication was happening. So it was very fascinating. And I got to see, like, you know, I got to um, learn what really real life things look like. So and then, of course, I was while I was doing all of this, it was actually primarily doing QA quality assurance that whatever Mm -hmm. software was built and that communication channel that actually worked with the hardware integration. And so that's how I started my career with Honeywell. And then, of course, I moved to Schneider where there was a little of procurement because we were doing a lot of R&D stuff and I got introduced. about it about you know supply chain and then I did my MBA and then of course now like it's it's all supply chain and thank you to Crane for giving me the opportunity to work in different uh fields like there are so many tenants of supply chain and I was able to uh, work in almost all of them so um uh there but then you know going back to the other question that you had that yes of course I think I mean um I I have to say that, you know, when I started as an intern, I mean, imagine just fresh out of college, of course, I was the younger one in the in the group. And um, I have to say, like, my peers really supported me and male peers, by the way. I do not remember. I probably remember one female peer, but my male peer and my team was just all male uh, people. And so they supported me. They mentored me. They helped me a lot. They, uh, but you know, I have to tell you the other side, and I'm am telling you that I am thankful that that happened, and I I got some great um, you know friends. I made some great friends and mentors, met some great leaders. But then back in the mind, there was but there was there was uh, some experiences when it came to growing up, when right. it, it came to my promotion, and you know even though putting in way more hours than some of my peers, I still. Um, f- I still wasn't, of course, you know, uh, seeing that uh, growth. And and then I moved, of course, I switched companies. But what I would say that even as women, we grow up with a lot of bias. We just feel that the we just feel this urge of working more hours, being right. more uh, punctual, being like putting, say, 50 percent extra than what others would do, because you yeah. already are, oh, hey, maybe I'm not good enough. Your confidence is already shattered because we are grown up. And I think this is one thing that's common with women across the world is that all of us actually have grown up with this mentality to think less of ourselves, do not uh, say sorry for almost everything. I am guilty of that. I say sorry so much. Canadians uh, do it
0: too. So I had a double whammy, right? A woman from Canada.
1: (laughs) So, I would say that it was more uh, me yeah. um thinking less of myself putting too much putting a lot more hours uh, than I think i I would have needed to um, to see myself grow. Uh, Thank
0: my you so much for sharing that. I mean, that's a really, really important observation to share. And I think you know, a lot of people in the audience are really resonating with you with what you just said there um, because I think it it rings true for a lot of people and no wonder you and i get along really really well cuz i feel like you've done so many things just to like figure out what you like to do what you don't like to do and and what you what you want to do kind of for the rest of your life and i've kind of done the same thing because you know, I I found out that you've also done consulting and sales and marketing before getting a supply chain internship as well. So, talk to us a little bit about that. When did you do this in your career, and then how did you make the pivot? Were you looking for that new challenge, and
1: why supply chain? Oh yes. Uh, well, supply chain is going to be my forever. With- forever love of my life <laughs> so, um, but, but you know you you kind of you know find out what you love the most mm-hmm. but honestly like when i uh, when i did my mba i knew so forever and ever i think i know um, that i want to do something of my own someday mm-hmm. for sure and so for me to understand every aspect of business is important right how does a business run? What are the different fields that um, you know is entailed when you want to start your business? And so, when when are you when you're in the first year of your um, college, we are taught a lot and we are exposed to about every uh, single um, aspect of a business. So be it sales mm-hmm. and marketing and supply chain and operations and you know and right. then you kind of finance, um, accounting. Sorry, not a fan of accounting. I I learned that in my first semester. Oh, that's why we get along so well, then. Because I'm not. I am sorry. I, 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 it's not that I am not great at accounting. Okay, so it's me. Accounting must be fun for a lot of other people. No offense, man. Not me. But um, yeah, I mean, so during my first year, I was uh, working with. as part of projects like live Mm -hmm. projects we worked with companies uh to build their sales and marketing model but what I do remember like this uh this project that we did consulting project with Westinghouse which was amazing I learned a lot of things Westinghouse you know it's a nuclear company and how do they how did we build a proactive sales model for them this Mm -hmm. oh my god like I cannot even uh, remember uh like cannot even start telling you how much data they had that actually right. went unused. And so wow. coming from, you know, the background that we did and together uh, we were a team of I think five or six people. And then, you know, bringing all of that together, delivering the package for them on how they could be more proactive and selling. Like it doesn't matter, no matter what facet of business you are, like many people think of oh, manufacturing has to be like, you have to pick up the phone and yes, you have to pick up the phone, but there's a lot of data driven decisions, decisions, decisions that you could definitely drive it it does it has It like things have changed and we all know like it's it's cool yeah. now so yeah i mean that was uh, interesting and then you know in, and then i progressed of course started learning more about operations did uh took modeling classes like how do you develop uh, the regression model and things like mm-hmm. that so uh, of course and plus as I said like I, I knew that I was going to be in operations uh, because because mm-hmm. a little supply chain when I was in Schneider Electric because of procurement and things like that so um and then of course uh, my professor was awesome by the way I've done my MBA from University of Pittsburgh and he's amazing and um and then yeah I mean I um I interviewed, I landed my internship with Crane in supply chain. Uh, by second year, I knew, like, I, I love this. And my, that internship, like Sarah, I have to say, was amazing. I had about four projects in just three months. And wow. yeah, all I did was, of course, work. I was in California. I could have uh, gone to bars more, but I I, I did not do that. I, I focused on <laughs> my projects. <laughs> uh, I focused on projects, like, like, middle, like, right in the middle of LA downtown. Like, Mm -hmm. how could I not go to bars? But anyways, my husband wasn't here. So, and uh, I didn't have a lot of friends then back then. So I did, I, I did a lot. I, I actually like worked uh, my, sorry, can we A off uh, to get my, uh, uh, you
0: you say the word, I have to mark this as explicit. So
1: let's just not say the word. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So, um, um, and, and, you know, I mean, so that was an eye opener of, you know, what real life supply chain and manufacturing looked like. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that love hasn't stopped and will never stop. I just
0: It's feel. in your blood. I can feel it every time we talk about it. I mean, you're, you just ooze with supply chain passion, kind of like me. And um, so what did you learn from your experience at Crane? Um, did you just sort of fall in love with supply chain? Like, what did that look like?
1: Um. So uh, I have to say that I have to give it to Ukraine for giving me that space, believing in me, and then, you know, letting me lead multiple facets of supply chain. So, you know, SC, as I said, is a huge umbrella. And so starting from actually working design and procurement integrating together, and then that's more strategic. And then you talk about uh, purchasing. So, you know, what's the tactical demand planning, supply planning, manufacturing operations, and then uh, how about logistics like warehouse management, and then uh, right. managing your freight forwarders, all of this. Like I have to give it to them for growing me so fast there, giving me the opportunity, literally leading the business unit there uh, for all these different buckets, and it uh, managing inventory and whatnot. Like it just put things so much in perspective, and I think um, some of the leaders also said that that just because you have done inventory, you know the pain, and now you're doing operations, like literally leading yeah. the manufacturing, you know the pain so and the pain is different because inventory i want less inventory but operations i don't have the right inventory what's going on i need to get this order out right right? you're always sitting on the hot seat so it puts things so much in perspective tells me so much more about that why shared goals are needed why we cannot work in silos why we all have to be orchestrating this for our business goals and things like that so yes i mean uh, being able to do that and Of course, it comes with a lot of challenges, but then you learn so much every time you face that challenge.
0: Yeah, and you're such an asset to a company. I mean, being able to learn all of the different facets of supply chain and immersing yourself into it and really understanding what goes in, what goes out right? And how it affects the other departments. I talk about this all the time about how important it is to understand your internal stakeholders and understand how supply chain touches every single one of those. And you got firsthand experience to do that. And so not only do you have an MBA from the University of Pittsburgh, right? Yep. You also have a Six Sigma Mm-hmm. belt, I believe, which yes. I don't know too much about. Um, tell us a little bit
1: about it. Why did you go for it? And what has it done for you in your career? Absolutely. And so um, I have to say that that I my first Six Sigma green belt was actually with Honeywell. And back then, uh, okay. trust me, I had no idea what Six Sigma was. I just started. <laughs> but Honeywell has this whole initiative. Don't judge me. I'm sorry, but. That's true. No, like I had just no, started, totally. I had no, I had no idea what Six Sigma was. But then I think Honeywell ha- had this initiative that they every every they wanted every employee to know what processes was. And maybe it was only for our division or something because we were in home automation, okay. industrial yeah. automation, not home automation. Yep. So, um, so it was important. And so my journey with Six Sigma actually began then. And then I did another Six Sigma Green Belt with FedEx when I was in my MBA, which was amazing, an amazing project. Um, uh, but I like I I suggest that if you are into lean, if you are into process improvement, if you think from the quality lens. I think it's worth it, and Six Sigma is about a project. Like you do a project, you see things happening. It's not like you are, you know, just reading books and okay. then you know you get a right. certification or something like that. And yeah. um, so, this is just me. I mean, you do not have to. It helped me a lot. It's it's a method that actually gives the organization the tools to improve. You know, your capabilities, and then understand what's the variation. It's important, and it helps we it help it helps you improve your performance and you know reduce the variation in the process defects reduction and improve the quality of product services that you're providing to uh you know your customers so it's important and um and eventually in this process ultimately our goal is to reduce cost right and so there's so many yeah. benefits yeah improving accuracy improving your controls uh and uh, ultimately that improves your cost so definitely that I mean I do not stress upon degrees and certifications because I do not think that that's a measure of your intelligence or experience like you could have tons of experience and know so much more and have zero degree so that's definitely not uh so exactly right so yes I have a degree and you know I did I I followed the traditional path I would say but there are so many amazing individuals out there without any degrees and possibly knows thousands times more than people who have degrees.
0: We are going to talk about that on blended. And for those of you that are listening to this episode, I literally just raised my hand because I did all of my um, post-secondary education through correspondence and didn't necessarily get, you know, I didn't go to college or university, did some college courses by correspondence, um, but definitely don't have the degrees that you have. But I made up for it in experience. Um, Absolutely. I think, and and we're going to talk about that in blended as well. So, what are you doing now? Like, let's come sort of full full circle to where you are now. What are you doing now? Who are you so, working for? What are you doing? Tell us about
1: that. So I, so of course, like in my um, uh, I I I am super deep into circular supply chains, and I can talk uh, a little about that. But of course, with my day of work, I'm working a lot uh, into improving operational efficiencies for our um, distribution centers across the world that ultimately improves the fill rate of uh, trucks and tailors. So that's interesting. Somehow I'm a little bit uh, into technology and how do we improve you know cycle time and those kind of efficiencies. So that's important but I have to have to talk about um, this whole my association with Circular Supply Chain Network Mm -hmm. and how, how I actually happen to get associated with them and how much I, I actually love them. So, um, Deborah, Deborah Dahl is the founder of circular supply chain network. And, uh, she was the one who, who I met, I would say three years back, three years back. And she was the one literally who introduced me to what circular supply chains was and actually what circular economy was. And, um, Simply put, supply chains can power circular economies. I am not sure how how aware everyone is about circular economy, but it's pretty much um, connecting, uh, making sure that your process is now a closed loop. So you are not just looking at reducing waste but actually monetizing waste so waste of one process becomes an input for some other process and supply chain is key in this because we orchestrate the movement of your product actually right Right. from design to delivering it to bringing it back right we are touching everyone so why like this pretty much uh, uh, is the would be the Everything under supply chain will be orchestrating whatever happens to make this whole circular economy happen. But circular supply chain network connects uh, practitioners and thought leaders across along across the world. And what we do, what we do is we explore how supply chains can accelerate your transition to a circular economy mm-hmm. and the capabilities and technologies that you need to transform um, your supply chain into a Amazing. circular one.
0: Yeah, and you're you're doing a lot of work with them.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. We have uh, we have done, uh, we have built transition models. So, you know, if, we, if companies are looking to see how, uh, what's the new process would look like? How do we actually get there? So that's there. I am working on a toolkit. So with pretty much like uh, creating a toolkit. So say, for example, you are a company and you want to see how to get started, where to get started. And yeah. I don't want something super uh, strategic, well, strate- not strategic, super complicated. What are the basic steps that I could take to get there, to start my st- and so things like that it's been great we have some amazing we actually built some very cool videos quick like 60 90 minute videos that you could watch and educate yourself there is actually we collaborated with uh, vortex man where we have our new comic bookstore comic book Uh, that talks a little bit about what circular supply chain is. So, you know, check us out. And that's good for
0: the next generation, too, because they're always looking for a lot of resources in how do we make the world a better place. And it's such important work. And so thank you so much for, you know, everything that you're doing and for driving change within the supply chain and for letting people know that supply chain really is the key driver to be able to do that. Um, You also have your own project, I think, that you're working on. Did you want to talk about that, too?
1: yeah i'm um, for sure i definitely would love to dive uh, a little bit into that uh what i've been you know working in manufacturing being uh, associated with um uh the shop floor operations and managing that has been a huge um space of learning for me and then what I do want to uh, you know when keep looking at the archaic obsolete processes and so much of uh, traditional tribal knowledge imbibed in running your operations day-to-day was something that uh, amazed me of course right I mean uh, on one side I have I use iPhone and I'm so connected to technology but then I'm running a, a shop for operations where I'm You know, I I really have no idea. And I'm praying to God, like, hey, (laughs) will this order get out today? A lot of you would be surprised. A lot of companies actually run their operations today. And especially these small and mid-tier companies whose primary uh, focus is actually getting sales order out, winning customers and revenues, while not many are focusing on the bottom line. And what your cost is, and um, so what I wanted to do was actually build a system where we could uh, provide customers with a live dashboard where you could actually see what's the heartbeat of uh, your system, what going, what's going on. You could actually manage your scheduling intelligently because if you are from a high mix, uh low volume business you need you might need some specific skills and skill matrix isn't always part of your schedule planning it's very common and it's very needed because think about it if you wanted that hot order that drop in to be fulfilled and you had five people while none of them knew welding i am sorry that order didn't go out and you just lost an opportunity maybe a potential opportunity to win a a year-long contract so managing your scheduling intelligently it's very important planning is the heartbeat of your operations and winning making sure your service levels are met so i want to make sure that i am able to fulfill fill that space with technology and be able to uh, provide uh, this tool to small and mid tier uh, manufacturing companies so they can they don't need to buy expensive software tools and implement them they cannot afford it Uh, a SaaS tool, something very simple, use it, see if you can make, uh, see if it adds more value to it. And, um, you know, um, have your aha moments, find out what's going on in your operations.
0: Well, I think you're open to users right now. So if people are interested in this, Get in touch with Schneeha because I know she's looking for people to test out the product right now. So do that, do that, do that. And of course, one of the most important trends and something that we're both passionate about is diversity and inclusion, right? Back in 2020, you were selected as one of the Operations Women Leaders by McKinsey for a special event as part of their promotion of women in color in their workforce. And one of the things I'm doing with Blended Pledge is to try and get more underrepresented groups in speaking slots at conferences and events so why is it so important to create these opportunities and elevate these voices and for businesses listening what can they do right how can they follow the lead of brands like McKinsey
1: absolutely um yeah I mean McKinsey is doing an amazing job when it comes to DEI actually also by the reports they publish and how much the knowledge they actually some of them are very eye-opening the numbers that they share in terms of the progress we have made when it came to DEI but I I i have to say that you know we are we are 20 we are in 2022 and i still don't see a lot of companies walking this talk and yes we have been great we have been talking about it more uh, more now everyone is like the awareness is there but i think we need this to be part of uh, your business reviews there should be kpis there should be corrective actions like, you know, just like how you measure, how you would measure any other part of your business, do it. Like, that's, that's, I think that's how seriously it should be taken. And that's how the actions will come. Otherwise, yeah. it's very hard to implement the actions uh, that we keep talking about. And it's just about talk. Uh, and may me, I mean, we, we need more women of color we need to provide them the platforms that you do like for example blended like like seriously like that's a safe space you provide to people like us who could come there who could talk about the biases we have faced and not just as a woman not just as a woman of color but immigration like there's a lot of stuff like there's bias everywhere Mm -hmm. for every little thing that you it's not just about gender it's not just about color it's 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 sometimes about the backgrounds we grew up in. And, well, in- and one, of the,
0: one of the things, sorry to interrupt, but one of the things that really stuck with me from the blended episode that you were on was when you said that when you go and fill out a form for a variety of different things, but when you go to fill out a form to get a job, the category that you have to choose is Asian. Yep. Yep. Because India is a part of Asia.
1: Yep. Yep. Yep
0: but it doesn't necessarily resonate no.
1: yes it doesn't even represent like i am a south represent. asian yes. yes exactly and in india for many years wasn't even part of like you know when you say asian they've put some countries mm-hmm. i don't uh, maybe it was maybe i ignored it but anyways like it's it's not me it's you know i that doesn't represent me and so every part of and every person in this world needs representation and, and there is no, no reason there could and never be a justifiable reason for, um, for having any bias against anyone. Like everyone is different and we need to celebrate that. And, um, and, you know, I mean, I have to say like, and I, when I became a mom, I got introduced to a lot of other set of biases that I wasn't aware of before. So, you know, um, um, I mean, what all I have to say, like I can go on and on, like Sarah, like honestly, I can go on and on <laughs> on this topic. All I have to say, like um, for example, if if you have, if you see people uh, with some limitations for whatsoever reason, find oh, find ways and put them, um, you know, give them opportunities so they are able to perform and grow, and at the same time, take care of their family. Right, Mm -hmm. you don't punish people. You don't punish men for paternity leaves, right? right? I don't see any reason why a life change has to be uh, uh, has to do anything with not being able to perform good enough at your workplace. It 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 has to be there. There has to be in harmony. Uh, There every my personal life, my professional life comes together. Either of them getting hampered would not leave me in a good space. Like it matters. So it's it. I mean, high time, include DEI, as I said, include DEI as part of your business yeah. reviews and um, and take actions, walk, walk this talk.
0: Yeah. And just going back to that key point that you made that's kind of stuck with me, I think we need to pay attention. We need to pay attention to the forms that we're putting out there, whether it's yes. an HR professional or it's a supply chain professional that is in charge of recruiting. What is it that we're putting out there? What is it that we're asking people to fill out? And are we representing everybody and allowing them to feel represented as well? Mm -hmm. So I love that and thank you so much for sharing it. Um, So mentorship is one really effective way. Um, They can help those um, underrepresented groups, right? So have you had a mentor or mentors during the course of your career or is there anyone in the industry or maybe out of it that you've really looked up to that inspired you personally or professionally?
1: I I have to I cannot I will not name anyone I have to say that I couldn't have made it uh, without the mentors in my life uh, Mm -hmm. ever since I started my career to where I am today I mean moving to the United States building a life here it's a new country I didn't know anything about the people the place the culture I didn't have any friends here and and so uh, all along this way for me to be able to find out what I needed, what I loved, and how did I pave my path? It was all um, people. And I have to say, and I'm very proud to say that, that it was my close community of women who have supported me, who have guided me, who have landed a hand, given me opportunities, and actually boosted my confidence. As I, as yeah. I mentioned in the beginning, I was not an ext- extrovert. And so all I have to say that if, if I am able to do this today, I have to give it to that community to to that community of women in supply chain or even outside of supply chain. They are, they have inspired me. They are awesome. Like, like Sarah, look at you. I, I'm talking about Sarah. Scarry. I'm talking about DC, Amanda, Heather, like all of you. I, I don't, I, I don't want to miss anyone. Like all of you inspire me in your ways, uh, with your successes and gives me courage, uh, and motivation that yes, we all can do it. And, um, And, um, you know, I'm sorry, I have to say, Deborah, too, like, you guys are amazing. Thank you for being an amazing set of women. And um, I would, for like, if I had to tell everyone who's listening there, ask for it. I would never know that you need help until you ask for it. The least you can hear is no, and it doesn't matter. You were not doing anything about it, and it won't hurt you. But ask for it. Trust me, there are so many people, including me, who want to give give back, who want to lend a hand and bring you along with me. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I love that. And I'm, lo- I'm so glad that you shared that. And you know what? You're, you inspire people on a day-to-day basis. And I'm so glad that we're able to capture that in this episode. It's so important for us to be able to hear from different women in the industry and you know how we've lifted each other up and how we've empowered. Because too many times we hear about women tearing each other down. And that needs to stop right? the practice of it, the habit of it, that needs to stop. Talking about it needs to stop. And we need to really celebrate and talk more about how women or particular women in general are, you know, empowering other women as well. So I appreciate you for sharing that. What does the future hold for you? I mean, there's so many things that you have learned and that you're putting into practice and that you continue to learn. So what does that look like for you?
1: I think you answered my question when you said that you continue to learn. I think I've just started. I think I'll always be with this, you know, the day one mentality kind of thing. Uh, I love changes. I love uh, changes in terms of, you know, learning new things, learning, keeping uh, keeping that spark on. Definitely want to try my hands on um, um, every single, like I would say, in fact, you know, different industries uh, doing cold supply chain someday. And, you know, um, and I, you know, never say never. That's like my mantra, like. I want to do it. I want uh, if there's something new shoot in my way. I'm gonna learn it. I'm gonna <laughs> fail. Yes, I have failed, of course. Like the journey. Learnings. I don't They're
0: like. I think we need to x the word failure uh, out yeah. of everybody's
1: vocabulary.
0: We need to turn it into learnings.
1: Yes. So I mean, I think I've just started. I I know what I do know is I will be in supply chain. I will do something there. I will probably do something of my own someday, but. Um, awesome. That's all. That's all. for me. So
0: what advice do you think that you have for girls and women looking to follow in your footsteps?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, that's, that's, that's amazing. That's the best question. I mean, that's the highlight of the day. I have to say that, believe in yourself, you can do it and please practice to not say sorry. So, so practice yeah. that. Just be conscious. Do not say sorry. Say, mm-hmm. say You will notice you do say. We do say, say or sorry a lot. And, um, and while you are, you know, accomplishing great things in your career, tooth your own horn. You might not see yes. a lot of people doing uh, that for you. So do it. Be confident. Talk about yourself. Talk about your successes. And it doesn't matter who thinks you're arrogant or not. Uh, you have to do it for yourself. And uh, of course, you know, reach out uh, to people, reach out to this community of women if you need help, if you want to learn and reach out to especially supply chain folks. It's cool, trust me. We would love for you to join us.
0: Yeah, and engage on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is one of the most underused platforms, I think, for anybody looking to get into any industry. You can find some fascinating conversations and really connect with people in the comments of posts. And I think you made a really, really good point is that, yes, if you are going to do things like this and you're going to sell, you need to celebrate your wins. And you need to let people know about that. And LinkedIn is a really, really good place to do that. Too many times I have women on this show for the Women in Supply Chain series, and they don't promote it. And it drives me crazy. I get it. But then I really just want them to embrace what they've done and embrace how they've been able to share their journey and that they're going to inspire other people with this particular episode. And so definitely, definitely important. And so that was such a pleasure, Sneha. I mean, I really wish that we could keep chatting, you know, as well as I do, we could chat for <laughs> hours. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, it's been fascinating to hear your story. I There were some parts in there that I didn't even know. You've moved industries, you've moved continents, and you do it all with such strength and determination and commitment to growth that it's just really so inspiring. And I've also Thank loved you. hearing your insights as well, from your position as head of industry trends, for the circular supply chain. I find it so exciting to talk about where the industry is going and to hear from the people that are such an integral part of leading us all forward and it's also really heartening to see the issues that are close to my heart like diversity inclusion and sustainability are going to continue to grow in importance and these things are the future so a massive thank you shneha for joining me today sharing t- having the courage to share once again authentically with us
1: thank you thanks a lot for having me
0: what are your business's supply chain challenges too much inventory on hand, too many disruptions and stockouts? Are there too many steps and touches involved? If you have a vision for improvement, Fastenal can tailor a solution to help you get there. From automated bins that monitor your inventory 24-7 to vending devices that let you control and track the products that keep your business running. Fastenal has the ability and experience to help your supply chain. Go to Fastenal.com forward slash LTSC to see how they do it. Fastenal, where industry meets innovation. If you would like to hear more from us at Let's Talk Supply Chain, we have plenty more podcasts for you featuring the best and brightest in the industry. Head over to letstalksupplychain.com and check out the latest. You can also use our search function because if you have a supply chain challenge, we have most likely had the solution on our show. So go ahead and use that search bar, put in the keyword, and all of the content will come up. And remember to come back next week when I'll be talking to Klaus Imping, best-selling author, entrepreneur, innovator, thought leader, and CEO, all rolled into one. Klaus will be talking all about his impressive career so far, his new book, his passion for making business process digitalization effective, and why tribal workflows are undermining digital transformation. I can tell you that he has a very unique view on digital transformation transformation in supply chain, and you absolutely do not want to miss this episode. If you enjoy our show, there's a few ways to support the show. You can follow us. Follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We're also over on TikTok. Subscribe to our newsletter on letstalksupplychain.com, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Let's Talk Supply Chain. Plus, Blended Pledge now has our applications open. So we are giving away grants to cover travel expenses for diverse voices to say yes to industry-speaking events. We want to see more diverse voices on industry stages. And so we are looking for individuals to help us make an impact through our GoFundMe. We, You can search on GoFundMe diversity on stages and find our account. We are also looking for organizations to fund their own exclusive grants with us here at Blended Pledge. And we are also looking for those diverse voices that, so that we can give away those grants. So you can check out Blended on LinkedIn. Um, and also on our GoFundMe. You can also find some really cool merch and purchase our exclusive supply chain dictionary in our shop at letstalksupplychain.com. And remember, if you want to be featured on an upcoming episode, participate in our poll or rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Plus, the more you engage with us on social media, the more we can support you because we have a follower of the month and you will get our Let's Talk Supply Chain mug. Great week, everyone. Thanks for listening. And remember, ship happens.